Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. Last week, we started a brand new series called Spirit, Soul, and Body. And um, uh, I know the last week, we, we, I called it like this in-between because during the middle of the week, the Lord kind of dropped it on me to, to talk about this. But we were still kind of in the series of the greatest summer ever. So that's why it's not the media team's fault. It's my fault. But that, that's kind of the graphic we're passing on to people. Because I really wanted to talk about what it looks like to be whole. Because the Bible talks about us being whole. Because so many times, so many people are serving the Lord, but they're not in the fullness of God. They're serving God. They're coming to church, but they are not full and they're not whole in the Lord. And so because they're not complete in God and because they're not full of the Spirit of God, they have what we call other holes that are leaking out. And they're bleeding everywhere. And there's so many, there's so many things happening. That's why last week we, we talked about, if you didn't come last week, uh, you can go on our YouTube, but we talked about our soul. And that our soul is different from our spirit. They're two different things. It's not the same thing. A lot of times we confuse it or we make it, we think it's the same thing, just different ways of saying it, but they're completely different. Our soul is our emotions, it's our mind, it's our thoughts, our imaginations. That's our soul and, and our spirit church is very, very different. But I want, I want to talk about this. If you have your Bibles, this is going to be the theme verse for the whole series. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.23. So if you want to highlight it, that's the whole time we're talking about this. This is where it started. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So I want to talk about the spirit today because the last week I promised you I would talk about it a little bit more. I, I, I mentioned it a little bit. But the spirit is the innermost being of who you are. The spirit is what, what, what transforms when you give your life to God. The spirit is what goes up to heaven when you die. It's not your soul. It's not your body. Your body decays. But it's the spirit that goes. And it's, it's the innermost being of a person. So I brought this whiteboard because I kind of wanted, I'm going to try to teach today. Let's see if that works. But this is what it would look like if we're talking about the, 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 the whole of a person. It is your spirit. Forgive me for my handwriting. I'm trying my best. It is your soul. And then it is your body. So it's your spirit. It is your soul and then it is your body. So your soul and your body is affected by your spirit. Transformation happens here before it goes to there. Transformation happens here and then it affects here. When your emotions are transformed, when the Spirit of God is transforming your life and you are no longer bitter and broken and angry, it's because it started right here. 
When you allowed the presence of God, when you believed the word of God, when you aligned yourself with God, when it started here and it affected everything else. It starts with your spirit. That's why so many times we, we wonder, man, it's because I'm, I'm emotional, I'm, I'm everywhere. It's because maybe there's a problem with your spirit. Maybe there's just an issue there. And I wanted to talk about that because it, from your spirit comes transformation. You want to know what transformation looks like. It starts in there. It's the innermost being. You are, in other words, it is your spirit carrying a body. When God breathed into Adam, it was the spirit of God that brought breath into him. He became a living being because of the spirit. Because of the spirit of God. When you give your life to God and you are born, the Bible says born again, that means that now your spirit is transformed and now that spirit has access to heaven. Because without God, we don't go to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. That's why every Sunday when we come and I say at the end, hey, is there there anyone that wants to accept Jesus? It's because we want to make sure that you make it to heaven. We don't want anybody. Hell is not meant for anybody in this room and in this world. Heaven is for everybody. Amen? And that is why we are so adamant at making sure that people are right with God. That's why I want to make sure, even after today, maybe you're sitting in this room and you're like, you know what, Pastor Sam, if I were to die today, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven. That is why I'm going to make the call today so that you could have peace with yourself and peace with God to understand that I am right in front of God's eyes. But it starts with your spirit. And how can we be whole? Because Paul writes to the, to the Thessalonian church. He says that you would be whole in your spirit, your soul, and your body. How can I be whole? Number one, you have to accept your identity. You want to be whole, spirit, soul, and body? You have to accept your identity. We live in a world where everyone is trying to tell you who you are based on their opinion. We have a culture that's trying to make kids choose who they are instead of who God created them to be. Is that true? The Bible says this. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 18 says this. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. When you gave your life to God and you got God put in his spirit in you and you began to, you began to be transformed in God, you are no longer a sinner needing a savior. Now you are a son and a daughter in Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? You're no longer some orphan, some lost person wandering this earth. You are a son and daughter that has a new life in Christ. That is your identity. 
So when people try to come against what you, what you, who you are, you have to fight back and say, no, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. No, I'm not broken, I'm filled. I'm complete. That's how you, that's why we talk like that. Because of who we are in God. When you gave your life to Jesus and you got a new life in you, everything that you ever need is already present in your spirit. It's already present. Your spirit is not an emotion. Your spirit is not your thoughts. Your soul, that's, what, that's where the emotion, the psychological part comes from your soul. Your spirit is perfect in every way. We just have to have our soul agree with our spirit. Am I, am I making sense today? Sort of. Some of you are like, I think you need to do summer school longer, you know. I'm going to try my best to teach because then I don't, but I need to. All right. So it starts with an identity church. The Bible says, like I said, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that you are a new creation. You're a new creation. You carry a new life in Christ. You're born again. You're not who you used to be. You might not feel like that sometimes, and you might feel like, well, I gave my life to God, but I still don't like myself. Regardless of how you feel, when you gave your life to God, you are a new person. So stop declaring things that, of who you are no, no longer. The reason why so many people are struggling is because they're starting to declare things over themselves that God already set them free from. And it's walking in a new identity. In fact, the Bible says this in Romans chapter 8, 14 and 15. Romans 8, 14 and 15 says this, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own. You got a new spirit in you. You got the spirit of God living on the inside of you. But if you continue to see yourself as a sinner, you will never see yourself as free. If you continue to see yourself as bound, you will never see yourself as set free. If you continue to see yourself as this, you will never come into agreement that God already set you free. And all you got to do is live that out now. Many pastors say this, and it's a true statement. So I'm not going to pretend like I made it up. But it's very true. They always say that. They say that we do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. So we fight and we live from a place that God has already won. And I just got to walk in that. And I just have to accept that. That because God already won, so have I. Because God has already overcome, I can overcome. And when I do overcome, my identity is no longer, I'm no longer the drunk in the family. I'm sober, I'm free. I'm no longer the bitter one in the family that makes everybody uncomfortable and they don't like to invite me to the godness anymore. I'm no longer that person. Some of, that, some of you looked at me like, how do you know me? I've been invited in two years. 
I'm no longer that person because the Spirit of God came into my life and completely transforming. I'm never the same. My soul, my emotions have come in agreement with who God already put and what already God has done on the inside of me. It's a new identity, church. The church, you have to understand that the devil is a liar. The devil has no power over your life. All the devil can do is lie and whisper lies and make you think another way and make you believe that you're not enough and make you think that you're not free and make you think that you're, you know, that's all the devil can ever do. But that Bible says, and we have to understand this, that God has given us the spirit as his own. That means that we can overcome, that the devil is under our feet. Amen. The disciples, church, the disciples started one way. But when the Spirit of God came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they lived another way. It was transformation happening. Our bodies are not, this body that we live in is not meant to last forever. Either one day we die or God comes back and takes us all. However, we are not meant to live in this carnal body forever. So for some of you, if you're thinking, if I give my life to God, will my wrinkles go away? It probably won't. It probably won't. And Botox is not going to help you. It's, not, it's just, it probably won't. But you will have a new body, a new life in heaven. Because heaven is where perfection is. But you have to walk in a new identity, church. You can't believe the lies of the enemy. Because every time we believe the lies, what ends up happening is we end up living, we end up living out of this, out of our soul. So when we believe lies from the enemy, it ends up affecting our thoughts. It ends up affecting our emotions. It ends up affecting our behaviors. And before you know it, we can't even make the right decision anymore because we're lost. And it's not because you're lost here. is that here forgot about here. Here does not agree that here everything is possible. And so here it affects everything. In your spirit, your spirit is perfect. Your spirit has no emotions. Your spirit has no feelings. Your spirit doesn't deal with it. It's your soul. So I have to come to a place where my soul comes in agreement with my spirit. My soul comes in agreement. My soul says, hey, I'm feeling this way, but in reality, I'm not this way. Hey, in my soul, I feel like this is too hard, and I can't, I think this addiction is just never going to change. But in my spirit, it says, I carry the power of God in me, and I will overcome this addiction. (laughs) Making sense now. 
So you have to accept, if you want to be whole in your spirit, you have to accept your identity in God. You can't go back and say, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm through. And, oh, no, you know what? That's, because before you know it, you, 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 you beat yourself up so much that you don't even want to come to church anymore. Because you're like, no, you know what, church, and it, it happens all the time. You know what, church isn't for me. I, I like it. It's great, but it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not for me. That is a lie from the enemy. Because nowhere in God's word said that God is not for you. And the house of God cannot help you in this journey that you're living in. Nowhere. So what is that? It's a lie. A lie that you allowed to come into your spirit. And come into your soul and affect you. But that's not the truth. So to be whole, I have to accept my identity and I have to renew, number two, my mind. You have to renew your mind. Bible says in Romans 12, 2, very famous verse. But if you're, not, if you're here for the first time, I want you to read this with me. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. There it is. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's will is good and pleasing and perfect. How do I start with that? It starts with my mind. I have to renew my mind daily. Every battle that we face starts with our mind. The thoughts that we think. Maybe even coming today to church, you had some thoughts that were affecting your worship. You had some thoughts that were affecting you in the car when you were conversating with your family. You had some things on the inside because the enemy will come to whisper lies and make you, again, think opposite of what God has planned for your life. You have to renew your mind. That's why the Bible says in, in uh, John 8, 32, that whom the, who, yeah, let me tell you, the, John 8, 32 says this. It says, um, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I can't be free unless I've been bound by something. But when the truth of God comes to my life, I am completely free. The lie is that nothing will ever change. The lie is that there's no help for me. The lie is that God can't heal me. The lie is that God can't heal my marriage. The lie is that God can't. But the truth is that when God steps in, my marriage is healed. My body's healed. I carry the power of God. I'm no longer bound. Things have to walk away because I got a faith and I got a spirit on the inside that says otherwise. That's the lie. This past week, uh, we, we, we had a, a graduation with our marriage. If you don't know, we have a marriage ministry here. And it's, it's a commitment of 12 weeks. And these couples are meeting every Monday with the Almarases at their house, going through a, this marriage group for 12 weeks. And this past week, we got to celebrate. And, and, and it was me and my wife, I felt so blessed. Because hearing everybody's testimony of how in those 12 weeks, the way that God was working, the way that God was healing their marriage, the way that God was bringing them. There were people in that, in that group that when they first started that marriage group, that they were on the verge of divorce. 
but now they're, they're in love more than ever. They might pop out another five kids, all right? Nothing is impossible with God, church. That's the truth. Your soul and your emotion might make you think it's impossible. I'm sure a lot of those couples, when they started that journey for 12 weeks, probably thought, well, let's see if this actually works because I don't like you and you don't like me. You know, I'm sure there was thoughts like that. And I'm sure sometimes in their car they spoke in French. Some of you will get that later. But look what the Lord did in that journey. I'm saying this because that is the truth of the power of God in people's lives. If you're a married couple in the the fall, September, whenever we, we begin that marriage group, sign up for it. Sign up for it. Be a part. Let God do a work. But you got to renew your mind. Renew your mind. I share these testimonies because it's, I want to build faith in you to understand that it can work. Don't believe the lie that this is too hard. It's too far gone. It's too, I'm too lost. I'm, no, don't believe the lie. Believe what God says in his word. Believe what the Lord says. Because as you renew your mind and believe God's word, your soul will agree with your spirit. As you begin to start that process, and you have to understand something, church, that God's word, the word of God, is a spiritual mirror for your life. In fact, James says this in James chapter 1 verse uh, 22, says this, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. The word of God is a spiritual mirror. We all have mirrors in our houses, in our restrooms. When we go to the mirror, we look at at the reflection of who we are. None of us have ever seen our nose in our eyes without a mirror. It's impossible. You'll be cross-eyed if you try it. So none of us ever done that. We need a mirror to see the reflection. When you need to comb your hair, if you feel like, man, I don't think my hair is right, uh, I don't know if it looks good. Or if you need to see if your makeup is done right, it's not, you don't do it like, oh, I feel like my makeup looks good today. Nobody does that. Nobody says, I woke up from bed and I feel like my hair looks great today. Unless you shave your head, that's another story. Your hair's always great, all right? But you don't do that because, oh, I feel it. You do it because you trust in the reflection of what you're looking at. It's the same thing with the word of God. I have to trust what I'm reading. I have to trust what I'm seeing. And because I trust it, I get blessed by it. The word of God reveals things that nobody else can reveal. 
It's the word of God. It's a reflection. The spirit is a reflection. You can, if you want to know what your spirit is like, find it in the word of God. Because the word of God will tell you you, got, you carry power. The word of God will tell you that you are the head and not the tail. The word of God will show you that you have the power to pray over sickness and sickness has to go. The word of God will do that. It is a reflection of who you are in the spirit. It's a spiritual mirror, church. That's why when people say, I don't feel like I got power. Of course, because you're not living by your soul. You're living by the spirit of God. You already have the power. You're not a beggar. You're someone that owns something that God gave you. You don't pray, God, give me power. You already have the power. Say, God, give me the the awareness to walk in the power that I already have. It's not like Popeye where you got to eat spinach to get strong. You already have the strength of God inside of you. But so many people believe the lie that they need more. And, they, and, and when they don't feel like they have more, they try to get more from other sources. And before you know it, God is no longer the source for their spirit. And they are no longer living by the spirit of God. They're living by their soul. They're living by their emotions. They're living by their thoughts. And their thoughts and their emotions and their behaviors dictate how they live instead of what God has already said in his word. You don't have to feel faith to have faith, church. You understand? I could feel like things are too hard. I could feel like things are not working. I could feel that way. But the Bible says that I already have faith. And the Bible says if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can move mountains. That means a little bit of faith can move the mountains in your life. All it is a little bit of faith can bring change into people's lives. That's all it is. But it's agreeing with what God's already done. God already died and rose again. The Bible says that the spirit of God, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. In fact, Ephesians chapter, uh, what is it? Ephesians chapter 1, 18 through 20 says this. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. If you have your Bibles or you want to look up, it says this. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. That's the kind of spirit, that's the kind of power me and you carry. But I cannot experience that unless I believe I carry it. There are people that will live and die without ever experiencing the power of God. Not because the power of God is not available, but because they have not made themselves aware that it's already there. So sometimes... Some of you feel like you're dying, and, and, and sometimes some of you feel like it's, it's, this thing is dying, this situation is dying. Here's the thing. You don't need a resurrection. You just need a revelation of who God is. And once you get the revelation, it gives life to every part of your life. And once that gets into you and your spirit, you're able to release faith. 
This life is about renewing and releasing. Renewing and releasing. Renewing and releasing. You begin to release faith. That's why when we talk about prayer and we do prayer nights and we do all these things, we're doing it in faith because we are to believe that God can. Not that maybe God can, not that we hope he can, that God can. You will never hear me pray for you and hope things work out. I will always pray in faith for you. Too many people pray with doubt in their, in their words, and that's why they don't experience a lot of things that they're looking for. Because doubt is in their sentences. And so many times we're so afraid in our prayers that we try to justify why we pray the way we pray because we're afraid that if it doesn't work, you start making this whole thing. But the Spirit says otherwise. The Spirit says otherwise. So I want to encourage you. Pray bold prayers. Pray prayers that scare you. Like, I can't believe I'm actually saying this is coming out of my mouth. Pray bold. There are things that I'm praying to God over our church that I'm believing for. And if you were to hear what I actually hear, you're like, oh my gosh, Pastor Sam, are you serious? Yes. Yes, I am believing for those things. And I'm believing for God to do miraculous things over your life as well. Over your life. The marriage ministry testimonies. I've shared testimonies from our prayer nights of God doing some great things. Just this last week before uh, VBS started, a lady came to prayer and she was, her, her business was not doing very well. And she was just coming to prayer, and, and she said that finally something clicked, and she began to trust the Lord. And now her business is doing so good, she doesn't even know what to do anymore. She needs to hire more people. She needs to do something else. This was last Sunday. She came up to me to share with me a testimony of prayer. So don't tell me God can't do it. If God can do it for them, he can do it for you. Amen? But you got to release that faith. You got to release it. You got to be able to look at the word of God. When God says in his word that there's promise for healing and joy and power and provision, you got to believe in faith and walk in that faith and walk in it and walk. Faith is not easy for many people because when your faith, it's like if, if God told me to take a step and it seems like, no, if you take a step, I'm going to fall or Faith, it, it's not easy because we don't know what's going to happen on the, on the other side. But can I tell you something? When you learn to have faith in God and when you begin to obey the Lord, there is provision on the other side of that. Provision that would have never happened unless you took the step. Unless you made the, until you made the choice. Or sometimes the step doesn't look forward. Sometimes a step looks backwards because you're walking away from something that was supposed to, you thought was supposed to be a blessing, but it was actually a curse in disguise and God saved you from it. Looks different, but it's a step. Like I said, it's possible to live and die without the power of God. It's not that the power of God without experiencing it. It's like, it's like someone that is dying of thirst 
and they're lean, they're like dying of thirst and they're leaning on a well full of water. You won't get the water unless you turn and drink the water. It's the same thing. You will not experience the power of God unless you turn and trust the Lord and take in everything that he has for you and believe in faith that God can. He can set you free. He can bring healing. He can do all that. See, church, many people are dominated by what they see, by what they feel, by everything. They're dominated by what they smell and taste. People are dominated by a lot of exterior things. But if you could focus on the Lord, believe in faith and release that, you will experience everything that God has for you. Release faith over the situations. God has given us everything we need. In fact, he says that in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Last one, I promise. 2 Peter 1, 3 says this. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for this godly life. You have everything you need through God. Everything you need through God. And my, as we started this series... My, my prayer has been since last week that we would capture this and that we would be whole. Spirit, soul, and body. That we would be whole. Not lacking in, in any of these areas, but being a whole. That when you leave this place, you're no longer seeing yourself as lacking, but you're seeing yourself as I'm already supplied with everything that God has. I got it. It's in me already. It's in you. You just have to live it out. It's already in you. You just have to live it out. You just have to live it out. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.